You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. And let's go ahead and give the Lord another hand clap and a shout of praise. I want to get straight into uh, the word this morning. So if you just remain standing while I read uh, the scriptures, uh, be speaking from the book of Hebrews chapter six, verse 13 through 20. And the title of the message is an anchor for the soul. I was just during worship, the thought came to me, I We no longer own a boat, but we boated for, I don't know, 20 plus years. And I remember one time giving the throttle, and when I give the throttle, I give the throttle. And the boat, I love it when it stands up in the front and the air hits you and you can just feel. I used to tell Leanne, she'd be standing beside me, I said, you feel that, you feel that? She'd say, feel what? I'd say, that stress, just leaving. One time, many years ago, I shoved that throttle down and the boat went, And I was like, wonder what's wrong, man. So I just shot it down a little harder. Here I'd throw an anchor out. And the anchor still holds. Amen. (laughs) Mike, turn me up a little bit right here, please. So let's look at verse 13 through 20. For when God made promise to Abraham, Because he swore by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show to the heirs of the promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible, listen to this, for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, but sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil, whither the forerunner is for us entered even Jesus. Father, we bless you, God. Lord, we thank you, Father, that our hope is in you. You are our anchor, Father, and we are so thankful, God, that you are our forerunner. God, you have gone ahead of us. You are inside the veil, in the very presence of God, seated at the right-hand side of the Father, interceding and guiding for the anchor still holds. 
in Jesus' name. Before you're seated, one more time, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. An anchor for your soul. Hope is one of the most powerful gifts God has given to his children. Somebody say, I got hope. Come on, church. Somebody say it like you mean it. I got hope. Biblical hope is confident assurance that we have nothing to fear because of the almighty God of the universe is with us. I think maybe you dismissed that. The almighty God of the universe is with us. Do you hear me this morning? The Bible said we have nothing to fear because of the almighty God of this universe is with us. So what are you fearing during this time in your life? In Psalms 34 and four, I sought the Lord, the psalmist said. He said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. I want you to seek the Lord this morning if you're in a season of fear in your life. Because when the psalmist said, I sought the Lord, then he said, he heard me. If you'll seek God, God will hear you. If you will draw nigh to God, God will draw nigh to you. Can somebody in the house say amen? amen. Speaking of fear in John 14 and 27, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. I don't know if you're fearful of something today, but I believe a crowd this size and somebody on live stream or on television needs to hear that you don't need to fear. What you need to do is seek the Lord God Almighty, and when you seek him, he'll hear you, and he'll come, and he'll answer your prayer. Go ahead, somebody, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. So Matthew 1 and 23, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Emmanuel, son of God, God with us. He is God manifest in the human flesh, born in a barn. But I heard a song yesterday, born to conquer the grave. Man, it got all over me. God began to give me a message for next Friday night. I gotta stay away from that right now. But he is God manifest in human flesh. And the word Emmanuel is not a name, and it is not really a title. It is a descriptive term. It characterizes a person. And Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. You are not alone in your storm. You are not alone because God promised he would always be with us. If you're thankful that God has been with you, that God is with you now, and you know he will be with you tomorrow, give him a hand clap. Give him some glory. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh my God is still with us, believers. Do you hear me? 
God was with the children of Israel as they journeyed out of Egypt. God was with them in the midst of every difficult time. He's still God. He's still on the throne. He's still alive. And he still cares about his children today. God is with us. Give him another hand clap and a shout of praise. Not only is God with us believers, God is in us. I said God is in us. Hallelujah. God is in us in 1 John 4 and 4. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. It doesn't matter what comes your way. God is with us and God is in us. Do you hear me? And not only is God with us and in us, but God is for us. Oh, if my God be for us, who can be against us? Do you believe today that God is with us? God is in us and God is for us. Oh, I feel like shouting. This incredible God. I said incredible God. Somebody say he's incredible. This incredible God, he's got unlimited power. Unlimited power. Oh my goodness, he can do all things. With God, nothing is impossible. God speaks and the heavens are created. God speaks and there's light. God speaks and there's water. God speaks, oh, when he speaks, great things happen. God has unlimited power. Start living like you serve a God that has unlimited power. God's got dreams for you and the devil would like to kill those dreams. God's got plans for you and the devil would like to destroy those plans but you serve a God, Emmanuel, that is with us and he has unlimited power. Give him another hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Not only does he have unlimited power but he has unlimited wisdom. Oh my God, if you lack in wisdom, the Bible said, ask for him. Ask for it and he'll give it to you. Unlimited wisdom, my wisdom, my words will fall short, but the wisdom of God, seek the wisdom of God. Seek that wisdom. Not only does he have unlimited wisdom, but he's got unlimited understanding. He understands how you feel. I told a friend of mine, I don't understand the pain that you're going through with the loss of a child. But I serve a God that knows and understands exactly how you feel because he gave his son. Do you understand me? He understands how you hurt. He understands uh, your pain. He understands your loneliness. He's Emmanuel, God with us, and God is for us. And if God is for us, it don't matter what hell brings your way, everything will work out. All right, give God a hand and a shout of praise. Ah, he's got unlimited love there's never been nobody loved me like the Lord I'll tell you when my wife walks in the room and sees me she gets butterflies and her eyes begin to bat but there's one that loves me even greater and that is God Almighty and he loved me so much 
that he sent his son Jesus to die a painful death and that's how much he loves you. Maybe you're going into this season and you're alone and you feel like nobody loves you. I thought I'd swing by Jewel City Church today and tell you the God of this universe has a great love for you. He loves you so much that he died for you. Let the devil go back to hell where he belongs. He don't need to whisper in your ear that you're not loved. And this God of unlimited love is a God that cannot be distracted. Man, I can't even kneel down and pray without being distracted. I don't know about you, but my mind wonders about what I'm gonna eat for lunch or whatever it may be. But we serve an unlimited God that he's not distracted. Nothing distracts God Almighty. Nothing catches him off guard. He doesn't just scratch his head and say, oh my, I didn't realize this one was gonna be sick. God knows exactly and he's not distracted. He's still in control. He's still focused. He's still on the throne and nothing that the world can bring his way will distract him because he's God Almighty. He's all, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Not only is he not distracted, he's never been defeated and he never will be defeated. Everything may fall apart in your life, but if you are a son or a daughter of God, Romans 8, 28 said, all things work for the good for them that love the Lord. It doesn't matter what happens. You stay focused. You stay with the anchor because the anchor will hold. And when the smoke settles, you will come out. Weeping may last for the night, but joy will come in the morning. I feel like preaching in here to somebody today. Hey, the devil is a liar and the word of God is the truth and you're going to make it. Come on, church. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Oh. I went into AFib Thursday night and they got my, a monitor on me. I like to be the guy that reads this monitor tomorrow. Huh? <laughs> Psalm 62 and 5. My soul, wait thou only upon God. For my expectation is from him. Some translation says, for my hope. My hope is from him. I can only speak for myself, I find rest in God. Only God gives me hope. <laughs> Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden. And the Lord said, I will give you rest. All my hope, Johnny, comes from the Lord. I find rest in him. And when I get weary, then I realize I've been kind of avoiding being in the presence of God Almighty. And when I return back, he's always got his arms open wide. So maybe you've drifted away. Maybe you're even a prodigal that's in the pig's pen. There's a father that's waiting on the front porch with his arms open wide. Huh? Hoping God allows you to rest in God in the midst of life's trials and in the midst of tribulations and there's a whole bunch of them from the beginning to the end on this journey. Huh? Listen to what Proverbs 23 and 18 says, for surely there is an end 
and thine expectation, again says, some says hope, and thy hope shall not be cut off. To those who follow him, God promises a hope and a wonderful future, even if we don't realize it in this life. We sang a song about the very breath of God in our lungs. You are not invincible. We ought to enter in God's house for no other reason because we got breath in our lungs. Have you ever been with someone that passed away and the breath left? Instantly everything changed. No one needed to tell you. You are in a blessed people today and I'm a blessed man today to have the air in my lungs. You ought to be able to just worship God at the blink of an eye. Even when you're facing some of the roughest and toughest times of life, and I've been with a lot of you that's been through some difficult times, as long as you've got hope, hope that God has a plan, plan. God never has plan B. God from the beginning of time had a plan and his plan is right on track. Nothing again ever catches God off guard. So no matter what you're going through, as long as you've got the hope that God has a plan, you're gonna make it. As long as you've got hope that God is in control, you're gonna make it. As long as you've got hope that there's something better ahead, you're gonna make it. So whatever happened in the past, get your head out of the past. Whatever's going on in the present that's got you fearful, put your eyes on the future that you know that you got hope that God has a plan, that God's in control, and God has something in the future better for you than what you're going through right now. Somebody ought to rejoice and give God some glory. Huh, the moment you lose hope, all is lost. The Jewish Christian to whom Hebrews was written was facing some of the most painful and pressured times of life and their faith was faltering. The writer of Hebrews suspects that they're losing hope. So can I stop for a moment? I don't generally like going down rabbit trails but I'm gonna take a little trip. I wanna speak to those this morning that feel discouraged. Everybody during Christmas is not singing about Christmas. Joy to the world. There's some in this room today that's going through some difficult seasons and people watching by television. And I want to encourage you from the word of God. Isaiah 40 and 31. But they that wait upon the Lord. But they that wait Upon the Lord. I, I got to say it again because I, I don't want you to miss it. Some of you sleeping. 
But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So when I was reading that, and I, my mind was thinking, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You gotta be talking to those that don't have no strength, that's going through a difficult time. So those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall, shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. If you're here today and everything's not peachy, creamy, hunky-dory, wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. And while you're waiting, pray. While you're waiting, go ahead and sing. Go ahead and worship. Go ahead and praise while you're waiting on God. Emmanuel, God with us. Don't sit down. Don't back up. Don't shut up. Wait upon the Lord. Oh, give him a hand and a shout of praise. Oh, ha, ha, So in the last part of the sixth chapter of Hebrews, the writer turns from chastising and he starts encouraging. And I think there's a season of chastising that's good, but there's also a season of encouraging. And the writer was able to identify that. And I pray in my own life that I could identify that with people. To remember, he says, he starts to encourage, he said, I want you to remember where your hope lies. And if I could do anything today, if I could give you anything to help you, when you leave today, it would be my prayer that you remember where your hope lies. Your hope does not lie in your employer. Your hope does not lie in that paycheck. Your hope does not lie in the government. Your hope does not lie in your spouse or your child or whatever it may be. So I wanna to bring to remembrance. In verse 19, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. So remember these Christians that we're reading about here, they find themselves in the toughest storms of their lives. Are you there? Are you in that kind of a storm? What we find is they, they're drifting away from God. And the writer says, I know that you're hurting. And he said, I know that you're scared. But then he reminds them, you have an anchor. And I know some of you are hurting. And I know some of you are scared. And some of you are fearful, but can I remind you, you have an anchor, do you hear me? And the anchor is hope. And I read this somewhere and I liked it. Diligence wavers when hope deteriorates. When your hope begins to deteriorate, you will not be able to persevere. So you've got to refocus today and remember that you have hope. Listen to me this morning. Hebrews 6 and 12, that you not be slothful. 
I like to say it like this way, that you not be lazy, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise, following the believers of faith and perseverance, following those that's went ahead of us. And all of us have somebody, my mom and my dad, my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles, cousins. I'm gonna follow those that showed me the faith, but they also showed me the perseverance. And because of their faith and their perseverance, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Can't even imagine Deacon Frank Waddy, what he's experiencing today with all the saints of God. And I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow their lead. And I pray that you follow their lead today. So there's many believers that are our family, that are our loved ones, that won't be around the table They've gone on to heaven. They've inherited the promises of God. Don't feel sorry. Maybe for us, but not for them. Think about it already, face to face with God. That's your mom. Already, Pastor Rita, face to face with God. They're not dead. They're more alive now than they ever was one day when they was on planet Earth. Do you hear me? They're not dead. I've told people before, my dad, my dad, my dad's dead. He passed away. No, I shouldn't say that. I should say, let me tell you something. My dad is more alive today than he ever was one day in his life when he stood on planet Earth. If you agree with that, thank God that he made a way. They're perfected, no longer suffering, no longer pain, no longer trials. They dwell in the presence of God forever and ever. But I want you to know why. Because of their faith and their endurance. And I wrote this down right before I left the office this morning. Doris Sharp, one of the first three or four members, maybe the first member of this church, she walked with God. She buried one of her daughters when her daughter was in her 20s, was murdered, shot with a gun. She kept walking. She buried her son. She kept walking. She kept lifting her hands. She kept praising the Lord. She buried her husband. She kept walking. One night about one, two in the morning in the wintertime, snow on the ground, I got a phone call. Her house was on fire. I went over and there she stood in her 80s in a house coat outside. She still was walking with God. She just kept on pressing through. Why, how could she make it through all that? Because she had hope. She had an anchor of hope in Jesus Christ that the anchor would hold. And it wasn't many years after that, the Lord came and took her into heaven, into home, and now she's with her family again and she's perfected. I don't know what storms you're gonna go through. I don't know what I'm gonna go through, but I know that the anchor still holds and I got hope in the future. I got hope in the future cause I got hope in the anchor and my anchor 
answer is none other than Jesus Christ. If you got hope, you ought to give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Two words that define hope and fuel hope. Faith is one of them. Believing that God will do what he promised. Not a head knowledge. A head knowledge is a good thing, but you need a heart knowledge. I left here yesterday. I went to Fairmont General to make a visit. And I asked a friend of mine, is your heart right with God? And he said, well, I think so. I hope so. I said, well, I wanted to ask you this a long time ago, but the relationship wasn't built, but the Holy Spirit touched my heart today and told me to come here today. And I asked him a question about his soul then, and I asked him if he'd like to give his heart to Jesus, and he began, the lip began to quiver, and the tears began to roll, and I could just visualize head knowledge dropping into the heart. And unless your heart has been touched by God, head knowledge will get you nowhere. But when he comes in your heart, you will begin to weep, you'll begin to shout, you'll begin to cry, lips will begin, snot will begin to run. You'll know that God, Emmanuel, has moved in and God is with you. If you've had that kind of experience, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The second word is patience, refusing to give up until the God of this universe fulfills his promise. Stand with me this morning and that doesn't mean anything but stand with me. So now we have an illustration. Sometimes I just sense it's drifting a little bit. So I wanna get our attention. I gave you some illustrations, but let's look at the Bible for some illustrations. Hebrews 6 and 13, for when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself, because when God says something, it'll happen. Saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promises. Abraham's whole life was one of faith and one of patience. Abraham was an old man. And God said to Abraham, Abraham, pick up your family and move to a land that I will tell you about. Can you imagine that? He's an old man. He's ready for retirement. He's ready to kick back and sit down. And God says, you pack up your household and you leave and you go to a land that I will tell you about. And immediately Abraham, a man of faith, went on that journey. God took him outside and he said, look at the stars. He said, as many stars in the sky will be your descendants. A man of faith, but a man of patience. Carrie, you need to hear this. A man of faith, but a man of patience. When God speaks to you, it just don't happen overnight. A hundred years old, his wife's pregnant. <laughs> Anthony, that ought to make you feel good. <laughs> Took 25 years 
to fulfill the promise. Those that wait upon the Lord. Abraham, no child, but he waited and God delivered. And then God says, take your son. Take him and sacrifice him over on the mountain. And he took the lad and he went. And as Pastor Rita was sharing a little bit with me the other day, as Abraham, a man of faith, but a man of patience, had the knife in his hand, ready to sacrifice his son. And while he was doing it on the other side of the mountain, the sacrifice was coming. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. Second Corinthians 1 and 20, for all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of God. Nothing comes to our life, nothing, hear me, that's not been sifted and funneled through the good hand of God Almighty. And whatever comes in your life will come to fulfill the purpose of advancing his kingdom and bringing you to the image of his son. So you will go through difficult times. You will go through difficult times. And I wanna skip ahead, I don't wanna leave this part out. Verse 19, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Now listen in verse 20. Whither the forerunner is for us, entered even Jesus, made a high priest forever. In first century times, in the Mediterranean ports, when a ship was entering into the harbor, headed toward its destination, the most dangerous part of the journey was the final moments. And in that harbor, as the ship was coming in to port, there was rocks that could be seen and there was rocks that could not be seen. Kind of reminds me of the struggles of life. And the only way that ship could make it is if a crew member got in a smaller vessel and he took a rope from the ship and he went through all the different rocks of danger till we came to a rock that was called the anchor rock. And he tied that ship and he tightened the rope to the anchor rock. And the ship was able to go straight because the danger was really not the rocks. It was the wind that would blow the ship into the rocks. And that forerunner was a crew member. Well, Jesus Christ is our forerunner. And he stepped inside of the veil. The veil was rent. He stepped inside of the veil and he's right there. He's guiding us through the pains and the difficult storms of life. And the anchor still holds. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor,
you're going to make it. My friend right there, I know you've been through some tough times. I could go around the room and call you all my friends. But there's one, this one ahead of us. And he'll see us through. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Adam, give me a key that I like. <laughs> they don't make one. Okay. Well, the anchor still holds, though the ship's been battered. The anchor holds in spite of the storm. And I have fallen on my knees in the midst of the raging sea the anchor holds in spite of the storm sing that chorus with me well the anchor holds though the ship's been battered the anchor holds in spite of the storm I have fallen on my knees in the midst of the raging sea the anchor holds in spite of the storm every head bowed and every eye closed are you fearful I just want to ask you a real simple question anyone fearful in this place right now about anything going on in your life raise your hand I just heard Mary say my God that's exactly listen to me if you raised your hand I want you to look at me. Matter of fact, everyone in the house, just look at me. The Lord never gave you a spirit of fear. But he give you a sound mind. He give you a plan. God cares about you. Lay it at his feet. Don't carry it out of here today. Lay it at his feet. I battle fear. There's hardly a day goes by that I don't think about, am I going to have another stroke? I can't carry that. I'm not built to carry that. You're not built to carry your fears. So let's all, myself and you, you got fears, you raised your hand, get out of your seat. Come down here with, with somebody that walks with some fear. Come here. Come join me. Come join me. That's right. Come on. You raised your hand. Have wisdom enough to know that there's a God in the house that wants to touch our hearts. 
I want to ask you a question. Is your heart right with God? Don't tell me I hope so. Don't tell me I think so. Don't tell me you've been baptized. Don't tell me you're a member of the church. I'm asking you, is your heart right with God? Have you repented of your sins? Have you had the spirit of conviction upon you and you've humbled yourself and you've prayed and you've asked God to forgive you? If not, friend, you are lost. Today, right where you're at, if you'd like to give your life to Jesus, right where you're at, I'm not gonna come to you, slip your hand high. Quickly, slip your hand high. Slip your hand high. Two here in the front. Somebody else, somebody else. Somebody else. I see your hand, ma'am. I see your hand. Somebody else. Somebody else this morning. Somebody else. Somebody else. Every head up and every eye open. If you prayed that prayer, excuse me, if you raised your hand, I want you to take someone by the hand beside of you. Join hands right there, ladies. You in the back, you there. You over there. And pray this prayer out loud. Don't be ashamed of it, all right? Say, dear Lord Jesus, today I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins, to cleanse me. And Lord, from this day forward, I do my very best to live my life for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer and if someone didn't see your hand go up, because if they did, they'll bring you a Bible before the service is over and they'll get your name. But if not, because it's hard to see everyone, you need to stop at the information counter on the way out. Fill out a connect card that I can call you tomorrow and pray with you. And we can give you a Bible and we can help get you headed in the right direction. Can the church welcome them to the family of God and give God a hand clap of praise. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 